0: Log Talks Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You're about to arrive to the right place. 5, 4, 3, 2, one. Welcome to the Adam and Aaron For star Are you ready for it? Now, here is Adam and Aaron. Welcome, everybody, to the Alan and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate you being with us tonight. It is now July 16th, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So glad to be with you guys, and I hope everybody's doing well. Aaron, unfortunately, is not going to be able to be on our show tonight. He is in Tennessee. Want to wish him traveling grace and mercy. I know he's having a great time. I saw some of his pictures there. Tennessee, so I know he's doing big things, he got a lot of great things going on, so definitely wish Aaron the best in Tennessee. Yeah, so we got a great show for you tonight, we're going to talk a lot about things, we'll talk about the NBA, talk about the PGA Open, and we'll talk about boxing and I'll give you my fight predictions for this coming up weekend. A lot of great things happening in the sports world, and let me let me start with that. The PGA Open. Let me talk about that. You know, it's 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 interesting to start off the telecast with golf, but hey, you know what? Why not? So one of the big things that happened this week was the fact that Bryson. Chambo, he went ahead and and said that his driver, which is a Cobra, uh, definitely (laughs) he said that in his words, it sucks, the driver sucks. And it's, it's just interesting that he would make those comments because Cobra, the company that sponsors him, they pay a lot of money to supply Bryson with their products. Not only do they supply him with the driver that he uses, He's got a custom-built driver that has a loft of five degrees. You cannot go into a store and buy one with that type of loft that's lower than what most people can use. And that's just amazing that they custom build a driver specifically, since he's really into science, what Bryson wants. And on top of that, you know, he has gear. He's, he's got a big sponsorship with Dix. And I can talk a lot about this topic because I have that same – I don't have the exact same driver. I have the same make and model driver. My loft goes down from adjusting it down to 7.5. So you cannot get the 5.0 unless it's custom made, and that's only for Bryson. Having said that, for a person who purchases a driver because of Bryson, you know, someone who obviously can drive the ball far, 325 yards in, in a lot of cases. I can speak a lot about this topic because I have the driver that he has, and I would be lying to you saying say Bryson didn't attract me to buy it because I got caught into that. I was like, you know what? I was having trouble hitting my driver straight. I could use a little bit more power. It was good timing, the advertisement. It just goes to show you, when you market, if you reach your client at the right time, things can happen. And that's what happened. It, it caught my attention. Bryson was doing really well early in the year during his tournaments. Having said that, Bryson does hit that driver well. He can, you know, I've watched not just his distance, but I've seen that he can hit the ball over trees, not even see the green, not see the flag but have a good idea of where to hit it over trees that are 200 plus yards down the field he'll hit it over and hit it in a great spot either land it on the green or have a nice little chip shot of 56 yards to the green or even shorter than that. So I understand he was frustrated but I have to agree with Cobra on this one. You cannot bryson you and I know he apologized for his comments, which is glad he did. You cannot go off the handle and say remotely or give any indication that your equipment is inferior and it sucks because think about how hurtful it is From Cobra. They build stuff exactly to your specifications. They pay you a lot of money. They supply any single product that you want from their line. I mean, I'm not, I haven't gotten a sponsorship, but I know how companies are. Corporate America, they're going to give him anything he wants because they're paying him a lot of money. they're going to protect their investment. You cannot discuss your equipment and how frustrated you are because nine times out of ten is driver. it's operator error. it's operator error. you know for example, my son <laughs> he was saying there's something wrong with his bike, there's something wrong with his bike, there's something wrong with his bike, right? And he kept singing that tune to me. And I knew there was nothing wrong with the bike. It was operator error. This is what I was teaching him how to ride a bike. I said, okay, okay, fine. Let me try it. Got on the bike, showed him I was, even, as, even though I'm bigger than him, got on the bike, was able to pedal it, go down about 100 yards, and he was running after me. And I was like, well, bike seems fine to me. It's, I said, it seemed like an operator error. And he got the point. So this is operator error. With that driver, going back to the Cobra driver, it is one of those drivers that you have to hit it correctly. It is just like most drivers out there, especially if you're swinging as hard as Bryce it is. Bryce can swing the, the club harder than I can. I can swing it to about, about 100 miles an hour is about the, the top. I got it tested because so, I know golfers always want to question. I got it tested at 95 miles an hour when I first started earlier in playing. I do I, I'd have to assume I at least got five miles per hour on top of that. That's been months away. So I would say I'm about 100-mile-an-hour swing. And I could tell you, even having it at 100 miles an hour, and I know Bryce could do smash, but he do a lot harder than 133 in, in his case. If you're off just an eighth of an inch to the left or to the right, your ball is going to go in the wrong direction. It is, it's it, that's that's how it goes. So what I would advise Bryson to do, especially with the golf course you're playing on a links course, is to maybe be creative. Hit the three wood off the tee, hit a three iron off the tee. You know, sometimes when you're playing golf, you just can't go up there and crank it. You might want to. And I and I said you you have a swing speed and all that muscle. But sometimes when you're playing golf, you just can't drive it like that. You have to be able to put it in great spots, especially in the PGA, in the Open. In the Open, you you got to stay away from that long grass. You know, you you could could very well, and for the first time in Tiger Woods' career, he hit a ball in the long grass and he couldn't even find the ball. Imagine that! All those spectators <laughs> watching Tiger Woods. Nobody could tell him where the ball was, and his time expired, and he got he got a penalty shot. I think two penalty shots for that. So, got to stay with the long grass, and you got to be more creative. Maybe shorten up your swing so much, put it in a better spot, you know. And I'm glad Bryson he went ahead and apologized for it. He did the right thing, but I I do think he shot a 70 today, which is one stroke better. He's Shooting about par for the course, and that's not going to win you the, the 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 open. You you have to you have to at least be at two days into it. You have to at least be somewhat in the ballpark. And I just I just don't see him making a good run at at this particular open at this point. I just don't see it. He might have a good score tomorrow, but I just don't see on Saturday it would be. But I just don't see him making a turnaround to get competitive to win this tournament. And especially with him making those comments, I just think he just kind of hurt himself and put himself in a tough position. Let me just give you the leaderboard. You got Jordan Spieth. He's right in the mix. Three shots behind. Dustin Johnson, he's four shots behind. And Lewis. Ashton, his last name is hard to pronounce, but he's he's leading. He's negative eleven on the leaderboard. So Bryson is now tied for, I believe it was, yeah, tied for sixty-five. He's plus one. So it's gonna be tough for him to go ahead and, and get back in this tournament at this point, since there's been two rounds. He really needed to shoot in the in the 60s today. He usually bounces back after a rough day, but I uh, just don't see it happening in this uh, PGA Tour, uh, just the, the Open. But uh, you got to hit it in the right places. You got to play smart. You got to play sometimes small ball to, to play. You got to be creative. You just can't go back out there and just whack as hard as you can at all golf courses. So I wish Bryson the best. That is what's going on on the PJ Open. Also in golf, I want to thank Top Golf. I did do the <laughs> nine shot challenge. That was a lot of fun. I my score was in the eight hundreds, and I was overall ranked thirty two. So, guys, wish me luck. Hopefully, I get a chance to get one of those prizes. Yeah, I mean it's it's not easy. You know, golf is a tough game, but I did what it said. Hit it 130 yards. I would try to get the distance as much as I could. <laughs> I did. I just played it three times. I said, both times the scores was in the 800s. The last time the score was in the 600s. I said, better just stop while I'm ahead, and because uh, and that's the score that I left with was 600s. You want to do the Topgolf PGA Tour Nine-Shot Challenge, the 18th is the last day. I probably won't get a chance to get back there for this weekend, but it was a lot of fun, and it's something I enjoy doing. So challenge yourself to go out there and do a Topgolf Nine-Shot Challenge. Let us know on the Allen & Aaron Sports Tech Radio Show how how you did. And if you ever want to be a guest on our show, want to discuss anything, you're more than welcome to always join our discussion here. 516-418-5572. Again, it's 516-418-5572. And what we'll do now is talk a little bit about the NBA. One of the stories that did happen this week that they talked a lot about, which is <laughs> which is very interesting. Derek Fisher had a picture of there was a seat in between them, but he was talking to Vanessa Bryant, and then a seat or two over was a family. They could have just been having an innocent conversation, could have been nothing serious at all, but Derek Fisher does have a bad rep with going after his teammates or former teammates, you know, they're exes. They break up. Derek Fisher's there sniffing around. And it could be innocent. It's not said whether it's more than that. But the talk about it this week is should Derek Fisher be been given, you know, uh, maybe a maybe an innocent pass? And I would I would vote no. He's got a bad history of dating other players exes and there's some women that Yes, Vanessa Bryant is very attractive. She is a woman, a a really classy woman, knows how to say the right things, knows how to play in politics. She got versed really well from Kobe. She carries herself to the utmost professional. She knows how to avoid confrontation, social media, but she knows how to use social media to her advantage. Very, very smart businesswoman, very savvy, has nothing but high praise for her and I, I can definitely see why a guy like Kobe would be enamored by her and you know may he rest in peace Kobe Bryant and but having said that there are just some women that are off limits okay you this is Kobe this is his widow and my thought is on this that you shouldn't be dating her he you be Dirk Fisher now if she meets somebody on the street or a friend of a friend and she decides to date someone, well, that's her prerogative. You know, she is, she's a grown woman. She's a woman. And, you know, women have needs, men have needs, you know, it's, it's going on a year and a half. I mean, you know, and she is, uh, she's not in her forties yet. So she's, she's a young woman. She's, not you know someone who's in their fifty or sixties or maybe seventies. She's she's a young woman, so if she were to start dating someone else, I would understand. But at the same token, Derek Fisher can't be the one. I'm sorry, that that would be a guy code violation. You know, you just can't hook up with Kobe Bryant's ex. You know, not ex. Widowed wife, you know you just can't. It's just it's just not a good look, and you shouldn't even be really putting yourself in that discussion. So, I would just say, yes, if this ends up to be more than what it was, little like innocent conversation again. Looked like it was very innocent, but if it ends up down the road, we find out it was this is a lot more serious than just an innocent conversation. Derek Fisher is wrong, and he violated code, guy code for more than one time. So that is my thoughts on the Derek Fisher, Vanessa Bryant situation that's going on in the NBA. We're going to go ahead and talk about the NBA Finals now, the NBA Finals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing that this series at this point is tied. I, I really didn't think the Suns were going to let them back in the door, th- them being the Bucks, but they sure did. Um, now that the series is tied, it really changes things. It really changes things in the dynamics. So here he's tied 2-2. I still have the Suns winning this series, but they have really made it tough for themselves at this point. I see this series go to seven games because the pressure is definitely now 110% on the Suns. There's no way that you're going to be able to convince me that the Bucks don't have, they have nothing but nothing to play. For. They have a lot to play for at this point, and they shouldn't really feel any pressure. You're down 0-2. Now you're tied the series up. The Sun's got to feel pressure. And the person who feels the most pressure at this point got to be Chris Paul because those demons are starting to come back and say, uh oh, here we go again. I've had a chance to get close to getting a finals. Now I see my chance slipping away, and you just, your, your mind starts playing tricks on you start saying, oh, no, here we go again. And it's just it's just one of those things that Uh oh here we go again. Yeah, that's the thing. You start believing your own own worst enemy and those negative thoughts that's creeping in. Well, my thought on that is, <laughs> you know, you just you just gotta block that that negative thought out. You gotta erase that. Hey, here comes my opportunity slipping away from me. You know, and it's it's kind of like that movie that just came out, Luca. One of the great lines that I love in that, that movie was one of the guys, the the sea monster, started thinking about something negative. He said, anytime you start thinking something negative, you tell that negative person in your head, Silencio Bruno, Silencio Bruno. And that's what Chris Paul needs to do. He needs to tell that negative thought in his mind, Silencio Bruno. You know, you got a great opportunity to win the NBA Finals. you got LeBron James rooting you on. There's not going to be too many finals that you get the chance to play, and LeBron is not on the other side. So you need to maximize on this opportunity. The Suns do have, in my opinion, a better team than the Bucks. Better coach, more talent on the team. Bucks are definitely playing like they just playing better ball. They play like they want it more. So you got to tell your that negative thought in your mind, Silencio Bruno, and go out there and just block it out, do the best you can to go ahead and win this NBA Finals. Because here on the Allen and Aaron Sportsbook Radio Show, I didn't see this series going to six games, and it's it's definitely going to go to six games now. So you got to block that negative thoughts out, Chris Paul, and just go ahead and play, do what you do best, and just go ahead and compete hard, because this is your NBA Finals to win. If you do not close the door on this, this is not going to be a good situation for your legacy. So I just think it, you got to you got to close the door. And they have a very good opportunity to do that. So I will keep you up to date on the NBA Finals 2-2. The next game is tomorrow night. And we'll see what happens. But I still have the Suns winning this series. I just think it's going to be a lot more difficult of a series at this point. So we'll keep you up to date on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. And definitely we want to let you know that There's a lot of great things that are coming up here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. We have a lot of boxing events that are be coming up, golfing events as well. I'll kind of keep you up to date on those things as we get closer to those dates. But a lot of great things coming up here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. I can't mention their name, but we're working on getting some other new guests on our show. We appreciate all the guests that have been on our show so far this year already, we appreciate you. And if you have interest in joining the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show and being one of our guests, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And we'd love to hear what story you like to hear, you'd like to tell, what message you want to get out to the folks, and we'll help support you. So the phone over here, if you want to join in, call in. Discussion is 516-418-5572. 516-418-5572. So we're going to go ahead and talk about boxing. Always great to talk about boxing here on the Allen and Aaron Arc Radio Show. Before we get into the big fights that are the big fight that's happening this weekend. I definitely want to not give all the details in a a public forum, but I just want to give a big shout out to signature punch training facility in Tampa, Florida, to all the, all the staff, to Gary Lewis, the CEO that, they run a great business, and they run a very ethical boxing practice. If you are the reason why I'm bringing this up is, is that if you are interested in boxing in any capacity, whether that's getting training, offering training, want to be part of boxing, whether you're male or female, Signature Punch is an ethical business. I know them personally, and it's maybe a chance for you to go down and meet somebody there in Tampa, Florida, and get a chance to get involved. If you have no interest in maybe training yourself, you should show up to their events because they have great, great events. I know that personally because I've been to them, and it's a great business. So I want to give a shout-out to Signature Punch Training Facility. We had long discussions with them this week. I won't get into those details but definitely want to say hi keep up the great work at Signature Bunch Training Facility in Tampa, Florida. We always try to keep it positive here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. That's what we're about, positive vibes. And having said that, it brings us to the big fight that's happening this weekend, Jamel Charlo versus Brian Costello. This is going to be for the Unified Championship, Unification Fight. Find that too often. Both men are very hungry. We did cover this fight here. You can catch it on iHeart Radio. the press conference the that they had, the Zoom press conference. We was on that call, and we got invited to be there. Thank you to Premier Boxing Champions, Showtime Boxing as well, for allowing the Allen & Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show to be in the press conference to give you guys more insight. (laughs) It's going to be a big fight. It's going to be a big fight because of what's at stake You have one gentleman has three belts, the other one has one, and you have a chance to unify them. As I mentioned before, I still have Jamel winning this fight. I just think that this is his time. As he mentioned, he's been trying to get this opportunity his whole life. He's a guy who doesn't fold underneath the big stage. He loves it. He's going to have his brother, his twin brother, cheering him on. And I've been saying this for a long time, that the Charlo brothers, even before Jamel lost his first fight, I've been saying it for a long time, that the Charlo brothers are nothing to be messed with. I saw the talent very early in their boxing career. So it really doesn't surprise me with the position that Jamel is in because of how great a fighter he is. I predicted him to be in this spot, and it's just it's not a surprise to me. But having said that, I can't back out on who I I believe is going to win this fight, and that's Jamel Charlo. I think it's going to be a tough fight. I think both men are going to give it their all. I think Brian Castano is a tough competitor. A lot of the feedback that I got from people during this week is that uh, they don't feel as if Brian is is a real formidable opponent. I disagree. He's got a belt. He's a tough kid. He gives a lot of heart. Even Jamel said so. During the press conference that we had here on the Allen and Aaron Sportsbook Radio Show, neither Jamel or Brian said anything derogatory, anything negative whatsoever to each other. They showed each other a lot of respect. Jamel sometimes can go off the handle. <laughs> he has that, that M.O. to just try to belittle his opponent, put him down, and kind of you know, use that intimidation. He did not. He was very, very, very professional. He gave Brian a lot of respect. He did not say not take one remote dig. He even said he had a lot of heart. And same thing with Brian. Brian said that Jamel's a very good fighter. He was very complimentary of of his skills. I know things got a little testy in the in the way in today, but um you gotta understand with the way it is a little different. Guys haven't eaten. Up until that point for a while, for those people who don't know, that when you go into a weigh-in, a lot of times no one has maybe ate anything within the last 24 hours. And sometimes a little less than that, but you typically, if you are a person who says you got to make weight, and most cases guys don't eat at least 12 to 15, even 24 hours leading up until that weigh-in. After the weigh in they're allowed to eat whatever, rehydrate. They usually do. But uh just think about yourself for a moment. If you haven't ate for the whole day or, or a good part of the day, how aggravated and how you would feel. So when it comes to the weigh in, guys get a little they're already a little testy, even females too. It's just hey, you don't eat, you get you get grumpy. You know? So I expect Jamel to win this fight. People have been saying by a knockout. I, I think somebody's going to get knocked down in this fight, but I don't think they're going to win by knockout. I think it's going to go to a unanimous decision. With I have Jamel Charlo winning unanimous decision, becoming a unified champion. But it would not surprise me if Brian did really well in this fight, too. Uh, I It thinks it to be a close fight, but I do have Jamel winning the closer, close fight. I just think he's a little bit bigger, and I just think he's going to shine and maybe be a little over aggressive. I feel, that in the beginning of the fight. But I think he's going to figure things out and end up getting the United decision. So I got Jamel Charlo tomorrow being unified. And then if we're able to get him on the show afterwards, that would be great to get his, his uh, thoughts on it afterwards. A lot of other things I, I wanted to mention is Boxing World 2 that's going on. Uh, we did have the press conference of the Manny Pacquiao and Errol Spence. Uh, that happened this week, too. And you know what? I, I have a change of heart on this fight. I, I do. Initially, when the fight was announced, I said Spence all the way was going to be Pacquiao. But now that we're getting closer to the fight, we're a little over a month away. I feel like Pacquiao's going to win this fight. There's a lot of little subtle things that I've noticed that I feel as if Pacquiao's going to do a lot better than I initially thought. And why I feel that way is because a few things. Number one, I feel as if Errol did look very nervous during the pre- first press conference that they had. I know it was televised. I know it was, a, it was on Fox. It was a. a kind of like a little different out of norm. Most are not televised on a major network for the press conference, but Errol did look nervous for this fight. And it, you, it's not something he said. It's just, you can just tell it his body language. He was sweating a lot. He, he didn't come across to me as being very confident, like his typical confident self. Also throughout this ordeal of the training camp, I feel like he, he's been putting in some work, but I don't feel as if he's putting in the work that he should. You know, he's he's posting a little too much on social media. And I see one where he's reading a, a newspaper on a jet. And this is during training camp with Pacquiao. I've seen some of his clips. He looks very sharp. He looks very focused. One of the big concerns why I did initially pick Spence to win was I felt because we did have Keith Thurman on the show. You know, random applause to Keith Thurman for joining the Alan and Aaron Sportsbook Radio Show in the past. And we talked about that fight, me and Keith, uh, Bob Pacquiao. And the interesting thing about that fight was Pacquiao started off really strong in the fight and then Keith started to do a lot better as the fight went along. A lot better being rounds 7 through 12, I would say Keith won the majority of those rounds. It was very clear that Pacquiao was kind of fading a bit towards the end of the fight. But Pacquiao did say something that was very, very smart. He did say number one, this is probably going to be the toughest fight in his career. And number two, he has to make sure his conditioning is at a hundred and twenty percent because that's going to be the key. If he runs out of gas like he did with the Pacquiao fight, I'm sorry, with the Thurman fight, round seven to twelve, I I can see Spence winning the fight. But if Pacquiao is conditioned to give a hundred, you know, that type of energy at his age throughout the whole twelve rounds. I, I just don't see Pacquiao not not winning this fight. I feel as if he's the better, the more experienced boxer. I watch a bit more tape on Errol. Errol is a little bit more predictable in his offense, whereas Pacquiao is not. You know, you have punches coming from all different angles, feet work. I just think the speed is going to give Spence a lot of trouble, and not only just the speed. Pacquiao does have some punch in those 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 punches. They 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 look fast. And it might be like, you might not think it has a little pop, but it actually does have a lot more pop than you think. So I I just think um, the speed is, you know, and they say speed kills. I think the speed is going to be killing Errol Spence. I just think he's just so much faster than Errol. And if the condition is there, that's the thing. Manny needs to bring back, you know, he's got to dial back the hands of time a bit. He's got to be conditioned really well, which he says he's going to, and he understands that. So that's a very, very good point that he understood what he needed to do. And I think Manny's very hungry. And I think Manny even wants – there's this rumor that he wants to fight Bud Crawford afterwards. So I just think that – I just think that – I think Errol is nervous, and I just think that Errol is – is going to lose his fight. I just, I just, that now it's still a month away. My feeling could change again, but it's been alarming. Some of the things that have happened over the last few weeks that I was really surprised in. you know, thinking that it was going to be pretty much a slam dunk for, for arrow. I, I don't feel that way. I feel as if Manny's going to do great in this fight. And I think, uh, man, he's going to win. I, I do believe that. And, and if I do change my mind, I'll let you know, but, As of right now, July 16th, I got Manny winning that fight. And I I just, I know that, (laughs) I know that Keith Thurman was actually ironically at the press conference after they did the live telecast. Manny was on the stage answering questions from the other TV networks and other media outlets. And Keith Thurman came over and interrupted and surprised Pacquiao. And they, you know, the media, they didn't waste any time. They asked, pa- uh, they asked Keith Thurman who he thinks he's going to win. And I'll give Keith keep, keep credit. He, he, he said, you know, who he felt, and he didn't pull any punches. He felt Errol Spence was going to win. But staying stuff like that right in front of Pacquiao, knowing the Pacquiao that I know, that just motivates Pacquiao even more. I, I think Keith indirectly motivated Pacquiao by saying that right in front of him right there. Like basically saying, Okay, I I crashed your <laughs> I crash your interview, your your questioning for the media, and then now on top of that, I'm predicting another guy to beat you. So I think that motivated Manny. So I got Manny winning this fight and it, which reminds me, we're gonna try our very best to see if we can get into that fight as well. To join and be covering that fight here too for the L and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, we always love covering boxing. So I'm going to look to see if I could get into that venue where we have Manny Pacquiao versus Errol Spence, and we're going to try to give you more inside information, great insight like we usually do, interviews, great photography. That's what we do on the Alan and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, and you know we we love the boxing community. You know we learn something new every day about boxing, and it's something that um I'm really passionate about. I know Aaron not as much, but you know what? That's what they say opposites attract. Aaron likes the old school boxing. I I like I love the old school boxing too, but I've kind of sent it to now the newer day boxer, so I'm up to date on to. What's going on now in the boxing world? I want to thank all of our recent followers and likers of the Alan and Aaron Sponsor Radio Show. Really appreciate your positive feedback. Yeah, so definitely we appreciate you guys. And if you haven't done so already, please, uh, like our Facebook page at Facebook dot and You get a again as Facebook Also, you can follow us on Twitter, right on my profile, Alan Alford. Real nice and easy. And you can also follow me on Instagram at the same Alan Alford. A-L-F-O-R-D. So definitely a lot of great things happening in boxing. I did want to let you know that the – well, you probably already do know, but I did want to talk a little bit about that. And that's the Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder fight has been postponed. We did have – we did have our reservations. We did have (laughs) – we had everything lined up for us to be at that fight. Uh we was just waiting for the final approval for media access, but I did we went ahead and was proactive and I secured the flight, secured the hotel accommodations and the rental car to make sure that we can bring you insight on that fight as well. Unfortunately due to what they said is Tyson Fury contracted COVID-19 along with some of his team. So they have postponed the fight to October 9th. Again, that fight is now scheduled for October 9th. Same place, just different time. And <laughs> the reason why I want to talk about that is that we want to – cover that fight and give you guys insight on that as well. Hopefully there won't be any further delays and that fight will go on as planned on October 9th. You know, but it does go back to what I did say here on the Allen and Aaron Sports Radio Show. You know, a lot of the boxers and the box community really should listen in and real closely to our opinions on this show because we steer you right, especially when it comes to boxing. We stay right, and you know what? It's usually on point. The reason why I say it's on point is I said it prior to this. I said it a while ago that I felt as if Deontay Wilder was too enamored and too hung up on fighting Tyson Fury for a third time. He should have just went ahead and fought somebody else, in my opinion. You could people in their minds felt that you lost both fights, myself included. You, you made the first fight close by that late knockdown, and it got real close because of it. I still had Tyson Fury winning that fight, But because of that last-minute knockdown, you made the fight much closer. Having said that, I still felt as if you lost, and Fury won the fight, but they called it a draw. Second fight was just an annihilation. Fury just manhandled you. And having said that, I wouldn't have been so motivated to fight Tyson Fury for a third time, especially not right away. I would have just said, okay, this is a time for me to reset, hit the reset button, fight some other guys in the heavyweight division, maybe two or three other fights, get paid, paid good money, clear your head from the Tyson Fury fight, then circle back and maybe fight him after two or three fights, maybe even four fights down the road. you're getting paid, you're still going to fight the guy, but not right away. The reason why I say that it was probably a better bet is because it would have made a bigger fight if you had once or more fights in between then to kind of get it good with people versus the risk of fighting him, losing poorly again, and your career is pretty much going to be over. That's just the reality of boxing. So another reason why I say that that was probably the better way to go is that prior to this fight being canceled, well, I should say canceled, postponed, the tickets on this Tyson Fury and while the fight were not selling so well, there was plenty of tickets and seats available prior to them postponing this fight, which was literally two, I would say two weeks away from the fight, maybe even less than that. They, the, the fight was scheduled for July 24th, today the 16th, and you pretty much got official notification two or three days ago. So two weeks from the fight, plenty of seats were available. So it was not a secret that it wasn't selling that well. And they said he got COVID. He was taking pictures. He looked fine to me out in the public. Are you supposed to be quarantined? He'd be a fury. So it's highly suspect if he really got COVID. I think this is a good excuse to delay it time for them to kind of reset and sell more tickets. Having said that, I do think that the actual delay does benefit Wilder in this regard. Being that Wilder isn't as, in my opinion, technically sound and as good as Fury, the extra time does give Wilder a little bit more time to learn another wrinkle or two. And to maybe polish up a little bit more his technique. Gives you a little bit more time. I still feel as if Wilder's going to be a better fighter this third fight. But I do feel as if he's unfortunately going to lose the third fight again. Fury is going to watch out for that big punch. And he's going to make the proper adjustments. He's a more skilled and better boxer. He beat Fury. So I got Fury winning his fight. But I do think it's going to be a tougher fight for Fury than he probably is letting on. I do think Fury, I do think Wilds is going to learn a couple of technical things in the time frame, especially with the delay, to make him more competitive and not make the same mistakes. I I do think Wilder's going to be a better fighter, but I do think Fury's still going to win in convincing fashion. I I just think as the fight goes on, Fury's just going to win round after round after round, and that's going to frustrate Wilder more and more, and I can see him fading towards the eighth, ninth, tenth, you know, those rounds, later rounds, knowing that he has lost Maybe six or seven or eight rounds or higher. Than that I feel that the reality is going to hit him that he's going to probably lose a third time and it's be too much. So I just think, uh, you know, Wilder should have fought someone else. Andy Ruiz is out there. There's other heavyweight fights to be made. You know, these, you know, your box career is very serious. You got to pick the right opponents. And you got to be very smart. There is sometimes a plan that you can have, but it's not always full full flu. So, you know, I I can't wait to a guy like Keith Thurman gets a fight. He was actually on our show, too. I thought he would have a fight by now. But obviously, things do get kind of scrambled up in the boxing community. One of the punches that, you know, that unfortunately wilder did complain about was the punch in the back of the head and he complained a lot about that and i did it did bring me to mind a boxer that his name is pritchett cologne for those who don't know uh pritchett cologne unfortunately got it was in a fight he had a lot of back and the head punches in a fight to say the least and he was a very good up-and-coming boxer for those who don't know again he was, I believe, 17 and 0. He was a young kid at 21, and he was he was moving up the ranks. He even caught my attention. I had, you know, I, I don't catch every single boxing fight. I do watch a lot, but I don't get them all. But uh, for that day, I did catch the fight of Pritchard Cologne's last professional fight, and I did watch it, which is amazing because he fought about three to, I believe, three to four times that year. He fought a lot that year. And, it, you know, fighting that much, that frequently, he fought even a month before, it's very easy to miss someone's fight. Because when you fight back to back to back, it puts you in a situation where sometimes people can't keep up with you. Or there might be a schedule conflict. Having said that, unfortunately, the hits in the back of the head caused severe nauseousness. Uh, the best thing that could have happened is that they ended the fight. The the team thought it was the tenth round, it was really the ninth round. So they took his gloves off. So that meant the fight was called off. And that's a way that God kind of protected Pritchett even more because he was already feeling dizzy and holding the back of his head. And then we got to the locker room. He basically uh, passed out. He was vomiting and passed out. He was incoherent. They took him to the emergency room. He had a brain bleed and that led to him having surgery. Unfortunately, that did lead to him being in a vegetative state. So many prayers go out to the Cologne, Prince Cologne family. The reason why I bring this up is because I've been following him. He just had a surgery just the other day. And you know what? This is the fight happened in 2015, now 2021. He's come a long way. You know, he, he still doesn't speak. But he can move his face he can smile he can make gestures and you know uh, his mother many props to her to the Pritch-Cologne family you know that's, that's a lot for any family to deal with you know for their son who's up and coming boxer to have something so you know so traumatic and you know my heart really goes out to them the reason why I bring this up is because punching behind the head, for those who are boxers or are in the boxing world, punching behind the heads are very, very serious. And they're no joke. This this led to something very, very serious to Prince Cologne. I did uh, want to continue to give his prayers of this, of his full recovery. You know, that's already a miracle that he's already. You know, operate a computer in his brain, and he also can make gestures. you know he, it's just amazing the, the progress he's made in the six years. So I believe in miracles, I believe in God, so I believe in faith, and Pritch Cologne is, is a warrior, his family, his mother's a warrior, his entire family. So when the time comes, I will do my best to reach out to the Pritch Cologne family. And definitely try to brighten up their day and reach out to them when the time is right, and I get the, uh, the feeling and the spirit to to go ahead and do that. but I definitely want to wish Prione and his family keep doing what you're doing, keep posting up those pictures. It's really truly an inspiration to see your son doing so well and faith moving. To heal his body, it's just amazing, and that definitely deserves a round of applause. Yeah, that's amazing how he's been doing so well. So uh, for those boxers that are out there listening in the boxing world. Be careful hitting your opponent in the back of the head. Very serious. You can, you know, it's nothing wrong with trying to win a fight, but hitting behind the head can cause serious problems. Don't do it. And also in the box world and the box community, I just want to say that uh, here at the Allen and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show, we are all working on some big, big Big mega deals, I don't want to go into details into them right now, but a lot more to come with the boxing world and here in the Ellen and Aaron Sports A Radio Show, I want to take this moment to thank the boxing community and boxing fight fans they have given us a lot of great positive feedback and a lot of motivation to keep mo- uh, giving you guys a lot of information. You know, people say boxing is dead. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't find that to be the case at all. I feel as if the box community is alive and there's going to be some great things that are going to happen in the boxing community. Great things that we're going to give you and be a part of in the box community, a lot more to go, a lot more to do in the boxing world. Is it a perfect industry? No. Is it tough? Yes. But there is room for growth. There is a lot of great things that's going to happen in the box community. It's great that Daryl and Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show is a part of that box community. We appreciate it. We definitely do appreciate all of the invitations that we have gotten to be part of the box community, and we're learning every day. We're learning every day, and uh, I've, I've learned a lot just in this week. I won't go into details about it, but I've learned a lot in this week about the box community, the box world, and behind the scenes to give you more insight and let you guys make and form your own opinions. But uh, this is the Allen and Aaron Sportsbook Radio Show. You can always catch us on iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Definitely shoot us a line anytime you wish to. And anytime you want to go ahead and be a guest, let us know. Again, uh if you did if you just joined us late, Aaron is in Tennessee. He will not, unfortunately, he wasn't able to be with us today. But I want to wish him traveling mercy and grace. Aaron, my co-host. So wish him the best in Tennessee. And I want to wish you guys the best. We really appreciate the fans and your support listening to us here at the Allen and Aaron Sportsbook Radio Show. We really love you guys. Really appreciate you. So we want to make sure you guys have an outstanding weekend. Definitely watch the Javel Chalo and Brian Castano fight this weekend. That's going to be our Showtime and premiere Boxer Champions. So check that out i definitely be watching. We'll give you guys insight next week, give you some insight on what's going on in the NBA World, golfing community, and other sports news. There's always something exciting here on the Allen & Aaron Sports Talk Radio Show. Definitely want to thank you guys. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. We're signing off today, and I hope you have a blessed weekend, and be safe out there, folks. Thank you listening to the Evelyn Ayers Sports Podcast. Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you.